Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 2AM Campfire Club. I'm Ethan. I'm Reagan. And I'm Madeline. And, yeah, we're back, as I say every week. (laughs) (laughs) I really do say that every time in the intro. I'm like, yeah, we're back. Yeah, so this season we haven't really done any serious topics uh, because we just wanted... We wanted to make the podcast fun after the chaos that was the end of last season. Um, but we still want to do serious topics. So as we're starting to reach the close of season two, we are bringing, I guess, our first serious topic of the season. So, yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way before we start. We are still planning to do real things and not just talking about whatever random crap pops in our head that week we are talking this week about we'll be talking about anxiety and all things that come with it it's a train wreck i guess Child at least for children screaming <laughs> sound effect <laughs> but warning this does include some things that they're serious these are yeah, real topics like i said so be prepared for so, some. Yeah, it gets it gets a little dark, everybody, but it's okay. We're fine now. <laughs> so I guess I'll just kind of start. Um, obviously, a lot of people I don't know, at least that I've talked to, have really experienced anxiety on like the level that I have because mine started in elementary school. Unlike most people, um, really fun. Not really. My parents were like, "What is wrong with you?" And I was like, "I don't know, man." But it mostly started in, like, kindergarten, which is really sad. But um, in case people don't know, I am a very tiny person. And back then, I was fairly wider than I am now. Lots of freckles, very bright blonde hair. And um, apparently, at the school that I went to, nobody liked that. Um, So we experienced a lot of bullying. So that, number one, caused me to be like, I don't like people. So we developed something called social anxiety. Um, really fun. I just did not talk to people at all. I had a solid two friends because the bullying got so severe that like, because we had a sand playground at my school. Um, people would throw sand in my eyes every day at recess. Really fun. We tried telling the teachers, um, not that they didn't believe me, but they were just like, it's just boys. They probably like you. And I'm like, it's not helpful. But my eyes hurt. <laughs> That's not helpful. Yeah, they're standing in my eyes. It just nothing. <laughs> like, and like, I loved my teacher. Just boys like, being just, boys. And I was like, oh my gosh. I hate, I hate that phrase so much. I hate, I hate that, that excuse. Phrase. I was like, ma'am, but my eyes yeah. hurt. I That's can't. No see. excuse. It's no excuse. And for, like, for they bullying. really were. It was kind of just like a slap on the wrist. They were like, just don't do it again. Stop they did it, it again. Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> so, just stop don't it. Do that. Just stop. Just don't do it. Stop it. Get some it's help. easy. Just say no. Just say no. <laughs> just it is not no to throwing easy sand as just in other card. kindergartners' no. eyes. <laughs> stop yeah, it. But... No. And it worked. That's the end of the story, right? Yeah. yeah. Not really. We have a lot more years to go. But I went to that school till like first grade. 
So kindergarten ends. I have two great friends and I'm like, these are the only people I'm gonna spend my life with. And then like halfway through first grade, let's just say a lot of the old people in my family just, they out. They they were now uh, six feet under the ground. So really fun. And little Madeline did not know what to do with that. So she was like, dang, that's really sad. So she decided in art class several times to draw said people as an art project in first grade. And they were like, what's that? Madeline, it looks great. And I'm like, oh, it's all the dead people in my family. <laughs> and then they told my parents. My parents were like, wait, what? And I conveniently drew them in all black with no faces. Really fun. So my parents were like, we should see someone because she's clearly not okay. And the bullying hadn't stopped. So they took me, I specifically remember, they took me to this guy in like, uh, not just some random guy, a psychiatrist. We're not, we're not just, no, just yeah, just, just some guy this actually. Guy on the street. Yeah, we just. They're like, yeah, yeah, this guy seems qualified. Yeah, absolutely. No. But they took me to a psychiatrist and I specifically remember walking in and he just had a bunch of Star Wars toys. And I was like, <laughs> wow, this is amazing. And then he tried to get me to talk about stuff and I'm like, but all the toys. And I just wanted to look at all the characters. And he's like, so I guess they did like a, I don't know, basis test. And just asking me random questions with me being like seven. I was like, I didn't really care, I guess. Yeah. And they were like, she's not depressed or anything. She's just coping. So that was that. And then I, we then moved after I finished first grade to where I currently live now which we will not give my address because that's weird. We're on screen right now, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they were like, well, she'll be fine. And they're like, okay, cool. And then we get to second grade. I remember it's the first day of school. I'm the new kid on the block. Wow. Great. My teacher had asked me to stand in front of the classroom and state my name. Uh, what school I previously went to, how old I was, and I don't know, like some random question, like what's my favorite color or some crap like that. I hate that. I literally started thing. crying in front of the class because I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't but, like, stand there and talk in front kid. of the class. That's not fair to a kid, dude. Just say and with, just say it for them. Yeah. I looked at her and I went, "Oh, too." She's like, "You're okay. Like it's fine," and I the best I could but like some tears down <laughs> on the floor. So I was like, hi, I'm Madeline. And she's like, you have to speak louder. I'm like, I can't. I hate so. another thing that you shouldn't say. Like, <laughs> this like, is you first see grade. It? I'm like, This is no. first grade. It's You're like six. Grade. No, this was this is this was second grade? Yeah. Okay. Alright, then you're you're seven you're like you're like seven. It's still yeah, seven You're... was about to turn eight. <laughs> and it was I just... What are you schools. thinking? I changed schools from first to second grade, and guess what? They didn't make me stand up in front of the class, because I would have cried. Yeah, I think it was because there were, like, several new kids in my class, so I was, like, one of, like, five. So I was like, okay. And don't get me wrong, my second grade teacher, love her. Amazing woman. It was just that moment she figured out that Madeline doesn't like speaking in front of a class. So that was really fun. And then, like, nearly no bullying at that school. I think it was kids at my old school were just 
felt a little different. Yeah, once I got to my new school, it was pretty fine. I was doing great. And we get towards like the end of the year when they start doing like those like, uh, it, we had like a textbook and we had like benchmark tests. And that's when they timed us to do the benchmark test. And I, no joke, literally just sat there like with a pencil looking at the page and like didn't do anything because I kept staring at the clock. And my teacher came by and she's like, Madeline, you know, like it's time Like you need to fill out the answers. I'm like, I don't have enough time. So I did that test. And I was a pretty good student. I was fine. I did fine. I wasn't anything. And then I got like an F on the test. And my teacher was like, um, that's not normal for you. What happened? And then she saw that I didn't fill out like 60% of the answers. She's like, Madeline, you know how to do this. Like, I've seen you do it before. And I'm like, I didn't have enough time. I was too scared. And they were like, well, time to go back to the psychiatrist. And they're like, yeah. She has anxiety, and I was like, great. Um, so what do you do for a second grader with anxiety? You can't do anything. Because I think at that point, I was still too young to like go on meds or anything for it. So they kind of were just like, I got my first 504 plan. Basically meaning I get extra time on everything that I need. So, because I think third grade is when we started FCAT testing. Yeah, third. yeah that's it's true. like the writing and FCAT. Now they're changing that, and now kids don't have to take the FCAT, which, which is crap. Good. No, that's good. I mean, it's good, but know what they're it's doing? For they're them. replacing it with another test. Yeah, I mean, standardized it's, testing for third graders is it's absurd. so stupid. They're they're far too young to be taking standardized tests. Yeah, and then it, like I looked at like my Skyward, which is like what we use for grading and stuff. All of my fifth, fourth, and third grade stuff is in there, like for testing. Yeah, mine is too. I was like, oh, bro. So, point of the story. Standardized tests for fifth graders is Yeah. Oh my gosh. There, the way that Florida's education system is set up is just like. It is so trash. To me. It is so bad. I Little me like, used to love standardized testing, though. I loved standardized testing because I was good at it. Yeah, it was my yeah. worst fear, man. <laughs> I could not, but I did. I fine. always That's finished first. I always finished first. Me had too. so much time, and I was so proud of myself. Like the no, highest man. score, and I was like, "This is great. This is the no. line." No, yeah, mine is the complete opposite. I was the last person to finish, but I still did fine. I did better, pretty much than everyone else. It's in like the top, whatever. But yeah, for people. A 504 plan is basically I get accommodations for like standardized testing and like kind of everything only if I need it. But like the compromise is like I can't just push everything off and then ask for extra time. Like I need to be doing it. Now, when we get to high school, eh, let's just say we use it to our advantage a little bit. Because when you're in ninth grade and you're still trying to figure everything out, you use it. It's great. And then I also, they made me go to like before school tutoring and like our school started at like 8 20 so i would show up at like 7 30 in the morning to like practice my math skills because i'm insanely bad at math well i'm not there's bad. so I many just... people that are that just have a hard time understanding math so that's completely See, and fair. the thing is mm -hmm. i'm not even that bad i'm above like because they have like a whole plan for florida students being like if you're in this grade you should be doing this i'm taking this class because you should be on this level I was always at least one class ahead, but all of my friends were like two, so I thought I was dumb. Mm -hmm. So there's that. But like 
it was like a group of like five students. We would go in this one teacher every morning and work on math. I, it was, it was so nerve wracking because I'm like, dang, do they really just think I'm dumb? That was not it. I was just as capable of anyone else. Yeah, yeah but like third through fourth, it was kind of fine. And I just took extra time on the tests. And which is really weird because they've changed the whole extra time thing. It really was, I just take as long as I need to like finish. But for like SAT and ACT, they have like a, what is it? Specified amount of extra time, which makes sense, but also. Yeah, because it wouldn't be fair to everyone else. If, yeah. Yeah. Um, did I finish all those sections with that extra time? Yes. Do I like sitting there for the entire school day? No. So then we yeah. get to middle school. I'm like, I'm okay. Still chilling with the anxiety. We're just like, well, kind of went on the down low. I had friends. There was no cyberbullying. And then we hit seventh grade. Lovely seventh grade. All the children are demons. I swear. Seventh graders and tenth graders are the worst human beings on this planet. I, I they are. My experiences were worst with sixth graders and ninth graders. Yeah. That's Those true. were my worst years. But seventh graders are ruthless, man. I was... Mm-mm. And our teachers, ruthless. But I remember it was in English class, and we had to memorize a poem that was like two pages long. I don't even remember who it was by, but she had like two options. And of course, I picked the shorter one of the two. It's just, all right, yeah, he's got to memorize it. I got it memorized, doing great. And then it gets to the day of that we're supposed to do it. And she's like, yeah, so you're going to present it in front of the class. That was not it for me. I tried and miserably failed. I literally forgot it on the spot. I stood in front of that class and I was like, no. And like, you know, in sixth grade when we had science fair, I think it was the only year that we did science fair. Me trying to go up and present that project. I did it. Dude, I was shaking the entire time. But I did because I didn't have to memorize it. Yeah. So like, I just looked at the board and I was like, just calm down. You'll be okay. Obviously, I did it. But like stupid. now seventh grade, they're like, you need to memorize the entire two page poem. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. It wasn't the that's memorizing part. Much. It was saying it in front of everyone else. So yeah, I went in. I went up to her after and I was like, dude, can I please do it during lunch and not do this in front of a bunch of other people? And she was like, fine. Only reason I think she did that was because if she didn't, then I could call BS and get her in some trouble for not following my 504 plan. Great. Came in handy. I tried doing that five times and still could not do this stupid memorization thing. And she was like, I'll just take your best score, which was like a 75, but like that wasn't good enough for me. And she was like, it's fine. It's just one grade. And me being like the perfectionist that I was at the time and like wanting to get all A's, that was not it. So I went to my mom and literally just like started crying because I was like, I can't, like, I literally just can't stand in front of people and talk to a crowd. And then just trying to do the whole memorization thing, it was a mess. And I was literally distraught. (laughs) She had to write an email to my teacher being like, just kind of like, yeah, probably going to go and see someone because this was just not it. Not blaming you, but she's very distraught over this. And my teacher felt bad. So I think she (laughs) put my grade in a little bit higher because I literally... Had a panic attack in her room several times over this. So then again, go see the great psychiatrist. They were not very helpful at first. 
And they were just kind of like, well, she's had a history of it. So like, and she's been dealing with it for this long. She could just keep dealing with it. And I was like, no. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. She hasn't They're like, just get, her, just get her some therapy. She'll be all good. I'm like, I don't think that's going to cut it. Because we had tried like therapy earlier. And it was just like, all the people were just kind of eh. They weren't really great. And we had known it with this place for a little bit. But like, it was the only place that our insurance would take because i have ocps insurance got gotta love it gotta love it um so there are very very few places you can go for certain things like that but they finally decided to put me on medication which was the best thing ever and i know people are like there's this side where people are like well why do you need to take medication anxiety is like a normal thing i'm like well when it enables your ability to literally do anything it's kind of needed so that's fair there's there's a level to where you should try and handle it on your own and then there's a level where it's too much for one person to handle and if you can't get help you should take it yeah and like what was that seventh grade no more than like 12 years old and i was so scared to take the medication because i thought people were gonna laugh at me and just be like well because i've had this problem recently too where people call me like a drug addict for taking anxiety medication and i'm like dude i literally it's such crap because it really did make a change yeah, who's been... These are people in high school that said that. Yeah, but who? But who? <laughs> who? I need you yeah. to name names right now. Friend. Oh, wow. Friends that I'm no longer friends that's, with from... not okay. This entire that's, year, yeah. Were they joking about bad. it? Joking about it? Probably. Because that's yeah, their whole still, thing. still, like... I know. It's there were crazy. people who uh, made fun of me for my last name because my last name is Her. Right. It's is such a, crap. How you but, like, I was... girl. So I was like, these were my friends, I thought, too. And I was like, no. Yeah, it's just... But, like, my anxiety was getting to a point where, like, I literally, like, just couldn't do anything. Because I was too scared to do anything. Because it's just... I'm scared. Like, I literally... Talking to people, like, meeting new people was hard for me. So I just couldn't. And in seventh grade, also, like, at the beginning of the year, I was not a very talkative person. I haven't been. That has since changed a little bit. But they asked me if I was mute because I literally, they never heard me speak before, ever in that class. And I was like, I replied with a nodding yes. And I said no word. You said yes, you were? Well, I said, oh, wait, no, I said no. <laughs> you're like, I, well, I was like, you're like so you can speak. I was like, mm-hmm. And they were like, then why don't you talk? And I was like, because I don't want to. And they were like, whoa, oh my gosh. Just, the just like do boys. the peace sign and then slowly fades out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're now friends now. It's kind of a joke. But I'm like, yeah, remember when you thought I was mute? They were like, yeah, that was kind of dumb. It was like the first day of class, too. I was like, I don't know. I just didn't like talking to people. And because I was genuinely scared of people, but... There's a I lot of people friends. in my classes, too, that just don't speak. And then the mm-hmm. people in the class would just be like, can you speak? Yeah. And I'm like, they don't have to. Yeah. It's not fair to them to make them. Calling them out just makes yeah. it worse. That makes them want to even less. It just yeah. makes them look insecure. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It was just, oh my gosh. And, like, I was in a huge friend group in middle school. I probably talked to about half the people in that group, like, seriously. It was, I just really couldn't talk to people. 
it was really bad. But then we get to high school and I was like, oh my gosh, these are gonna be my friends forever. No, no. We got through be the first year of like ninth grade and by the end of it, I was not getting invited to things. No one texted me if I was okay. And I was like, well, that's tough because like, yeah, I was doing things, but like I was still free. So that's where my anxiety became like really bad because I thought I was a terrible person. I was like, do they just not want to talk to me because I'm not cool enough anymore? Because I guess you could say I was popular in middle school, but like, everyone just knew who I was because my mom worked there and because I was in the group of all the popular kids. So it was just like, but I never really did anything. I don't know. Because um, I was, again, too scared of people. But yeah, that fell off after ninth grade and it didn't help that I, after band, literally developed an eating disorder because I was like, for marching band, I, I ate a lot. But I was also burning a lot of calories. So then after marching season, I was like, dang, people are telling me that I look big, which was really weird because I'd never been called big before. So I was like, dang, um, which I wasn't. I wasn't finally a normal weight at that point. Yeah. So then I literally just like stopped eating all of ninth grade. Like I wouldn't eat breakfast. I wouldn't eat lunch. And then I'd go home and have dinner and then do it all over again. And then wouldn't drink water. Uh, Really fun time. Really fun time. So that just made it. Even worse. So in the beginning of sophomore year, great. And I had a relationship in freshman year. Never date anyone. Please don't. <laughs> don't don't date in high All school. Right. Please don't. Yeah, don't date in high school. Never date anyone. Is it is so bad. And I would know. Because, yeah, they know. And just don't. And they literally broke up with me for no reason. They were like, well, bye. Over Instagram. <laughs> yeah, really that's fun. It. Just really well, fun. bye, period. Yeah. And then we Said. had this. <laughs> and then freshman year, we also, it was like towards the end of the year, there was this one kid that just like especially didn't like me. And I didn't like not being liked by people because I thought everybody had to like me in order for me to like live my life. Now I really could care less. I've had but that too he i had joined this bigger friend group of like band people and we all came from different schools so we're like oh we all happen to know some people that are then related and whatever so we did that and he was one of those people where he liked every single girl in our friend group like every single one of us at different times and none of us liked him back because we're like no you're like your bestie vibes only sorry that's not it and him and I had become very close over just like anxiety wise. And then he turned like psychotic. And I told him he needed to get help because he was talking about a lot of things that were not very healthy. And I was like, you really need to go get some help. That made him angry. So then he proceeded to um, blame me for all of the girls that didn't like him back. Very weird. Saying how I ruined all his friendships and how I was such a terrible person. And I was like, well, maybe I am, I guess. I don't know. And then he took it again a step farther, posting stuff all over Instagram and Snapchat for everyone to see. And then all of my friends showing me and I'm just like, that's that literally didn't happen. And then him just being like, I threatened him or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I pulled you aside because you were saying stuff about me and I told you to stop. I'm like, so yeah, I did pull you aside, whatever. And then he just got so angry that he decided that he was going to go to the safe office and report me. Really, really fun. So I found that out through another person and was like, yeah, he reported you to the safe office and the cops. And I was like, I didn't do anything. And what was funny is because we had all of this stuff on him for literally like harassing me. And like all of my friends went in and we all like um, 
because this is a little graphic, but he threatened to push me down the stairs and said he didn't give any remorse if I died and split my head open at the bottom of the stairs. He said he would let the life drain out of me. And I was like, uh, yeah, he's That's, that's not okay. Oh that's insane. So we decided to then go to the safe office because, and like our guidance counselor, because we were like, he's taken this too far. I did nothing wrong. So I'm like panicking because he freaking reported me to the cops. And I was like, I didn't do anything. So I'm like crying in the middle of our courtyard, freshman year. And I'm like, this is insane. Like, I literally didn't do anything. If anything, he's the one that should go get help. And we went to the office and fit out like the what's it called like witness statements and like yeah. we're like we can print out stuff of like stuff that he said to like show that like he said something that was not very good and healthy for a person to be saying about another person and they literally did nothing they called me in and they were like yeah so we pulled him in aside separately and he said that he has two options and i was like he has two options he gave me an ultimatum and it was either we could sit in a room together with guidance counselors and figure this out or oh just do gosh. nothing about it and just forget about it. Guidance counselors suck is what I've It learned. was so bad. He so many times I, when I was getting bullied, yes! I, I was getting <laughs> bullied, when I was getting bullied, they didn't help at all either. It just, it's it, not. It never, it's never, it's never it's helped. not it. And it was like, and I was like, I don't want to be in a room with this kid. I'm like, he is psychotic. I do yeah. not. And I was already around him a lot because of band. And I was like, I literally avoid this kid my entire life. I'm like, can I please do like a no contact contract or something? Like he can't, I don't know anything. And they were like, whoa, that's going to take some time. And they're like, you really don't want to talk it out with him? I'm like, no, I don't. I was like, I don't want to. And I was like, I thought maybe I could post something with my dad being a teacher or anything. Nothing. Literally nothing. So after they called me in that time and I said no, nothing got done. And like all of his friends that he had acquired like over middle school were siding with me and he was angry about that. I was like, no, that's just because you're Maybe that should say something to you that all of your friends aren't with you. Maybe you've done something wrong. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And it it was just the whole thing. So it kind of just like trailed off because i guess he found out that he had no one in his corner and that he is a pathological liar and is very psychotic and really needs help so that was the end of that so really ending off high school the first year with a bang i guess and so then we get to like sophomore year and it's fine and then i have another thing with friends i like literally couldn't even tell you what it's about now but it ended up with me being severely depressed not going to do anything in the middle of marching season it was bad because the friends were in bands and she was like my best friend at the time and it was just like a whole mess and i like removed myself from that big band group that i had like done stuff with which was i was like maybe all these people keep leaving me because i'm the problem i wasn't so it ended up with me becoming just like severely depressed like not leaving my room always sleeping not eating it's rough and just like not wanting to do anything, not finding joy in anything. Like me trying to go to school was, it, w- it was like every day my dad would drag me out of bed because I just didn't want to go. Or I just like wouldn't wake up because I just keep sleeping because I'm so tired because yep. I don't eat anything. And like my parents have seen this trend where like they could tell something's wrong once my grades start to dip. Mm, so my yeah. grades started to do that. And they were like, so what's up? And I was like, well, all of this crap has been going on. And then just me being like pretty angry about my 
old friends leaving and then it happening again. And I was like, yeah, so I may have written a suicide note and thought about it a lot. And I was like, but I'm fine now. Because I had kind of gotten over it myself, which is weird because I just didn't tell anyone. Yeah. And my parents were like, yeah. um, no, I don't think you are. And it became a, a thing of like, do we need to send her somewhere? And I was like, no. The only thing keeping me from falling apart is band, which is why band is like the love of my life because it is the only thing that has kept me sane the past four years. And I guess seven. Yeah, because I started in middle school. So and they were like, okay, we won't, but we need to go reevaluate my medication for anxiety because clearly the dosage not was not right. enough. Yeah. It was not enough anymore. And they were like, well, now it became anxiety and depression. So we had to find a new one. Got on that, was perfectly fine. Fixed the thing with my best friend. Her and I are best friends now. And it was just, it was so hectic. It just, and I was just still so upset that they literally never did anything about that kid. And they still haven't. Yeah. They literally I mean, did nothing. They... And it was funny because they called me into the safe office because two of my friends had reported me for like kind of being like suspicious and just like a lot sadder than I had been before. And they called me to the safe office. It did not feel safe at all. This lady was prying me for answers. And I was like, ma'am, respectfully, I'm like on the verge of tears, like sitting in that office. I'm like, ma'am, respectfully, we're dealing with it outside of school. Uh, we've already talked about it. Like, please, can mm. I just go back to my class? Because they pull you out of class. Yeah. Like, you couldn't have called me in during like seventh period, like at the end of the day. No. But they were like prying me for answers. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you. You are a school administrator. I do not trust you. Yeah. It is just... I the will whole say, good on your off. friends for, for saying something to someone when they yeah. saw something. I that, was like... Good friends, but that's bad administrators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, and, like, I told my friends, I, like, went up to them. Because they didn't tell me their names, but I literally saw a sticky note sitting right in front of my face to two people that reported me. And I, I went and talked to them after. I was like, hey, no, like, I'm doing fine. Like, I know they said they wouldn't tell me, but, like, I looked anyways. So... <laughs> And, like, I explained it, but, like, I sat in that class for, like, 20 minutes, them trying to get answers out of me, like, being like, are you okay? I'm like, clearly I'm not. Please just leave me alone. You're making me more distraught than I already am in this room. And she, I don't know. And they had, like, three administrators in there. I'm like, no, no thanks. And I know, like, the safe office has been helpful for, like, some other people, but, like, my experience with it, after them not doing anything about it freshman year, I was like, I don't trust any of you, which yeah. was valid. So... Yeah. I, I not trusted, trustworthy. Yeah, I haven't trusted any anyone in the school since I had bad experiences in eighth grade and sixth. Yeah. Actually, sixth grade when I was bullied, and basically their response was, "Well, let's just remove him from the class and not actually fix the problem." Yeah, moving people around doesn't do anything. Well, just like let's move what? him from one class to a different one, and then years oh later, the same guy shoved me into a wall again i've been shoved into a wall and he too. told me it's... he told me sni snitches get stitches i've been told that before too. which i'm like i mean i feel like i had a valid reason what i was <laughs> doing you were shoving me into valid. walls and insulting me and the teacher knew the teacher knew 100 percent. he was just like nah this is too much like, paperwork to do anything about like, this. I didn't see it. It's not my problem. But and then the guidance counselors never do anything. My parents had yeah. to go to the principal just to get me removed from the class. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All the guidance counselors are conveniently never there. 
the guidance counselors give me anxiety. Literally, my entire that guidance counselors guidance counselors are so unhelpful. They really are. They're not guidance counselors. They're. I'm sure there are some that are good. Yeah, my like, one now is really good because she's like specifically the 504 uh, guidance counselor because they added that this year, and I was like, thank goodness. And because I dated her son, and she really liked me. So she did everything she could for me. So that really helped. <laughs> yeah, but like, and then we get to junior year. Junior year just sucked. I think all of us had anxiety and we're all depressed. So I was definitely depressed senior or not junior. Senior year, I'm mostly fine. Junior year, yeah. Junior year, that was, was also great the for me. <laughs> senior year, year my cat died. Yeah. So yeah. Junior year, I was running on like three cups of coffee a day. If I didn't have three, I was dying. I just couldn't do online school. Anxiety high. They it were was like the first time I, f- I truly realized that I was actually depressed. It not just it wasn't sad. just a small thing. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. just like sad or I need to change something about what I'm doing. I was just genuinely there was nothing I could do about it. It was being completely consumed by bad thoughts mm-hmm. and sadness and being exhausted constantly. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't know, just online school. And also loneliness. Yeah, loneliness mm-hmm. was what hit me hardest with online school. I realized that how extrovert. much I really did enjoy being around people a lot of the time, and like how much I really appreciated, like as much as I hate school, how much I appreciated the school schedule. Being like, I have this amount of time to do things. I'll just do it now. Yeah. So, and of course, yeah. senior year I came back, and that just wasn't it. The schedule was not it. So. I was kind of chilling this year. Senior year wasn't too bad. The end got a little rough. Oh, yeah. When the church stuff happened, that wasn't fun. Yeah, I feel like when all the church stuff started to happen was when my life really, truly just started to, like, fall apart again. Because we kind of fixed in... Because everyone was really depressed and had a lot of anxiety during COVID. So I I wasn't alone. So I didn't feel, like, alone feeling, like, depressed or anything. And, like, eventually I got to see some of my friends. But it... It wasn't on the level where, you know, there's a difference between feeling alone and being depressed and, like, not being alone and depressed like everyone else is. So you're just kind of like, we'll just vibe being depressed together. Like, that's what it is. we're sad, but we're doing it together. Together. So, (laughs) screaming children. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, for me, junior year was, like, really great because that was the first time that I actually had friends. Like, everybody else was like, oh, no, we got to stay home. I never get to see my friends. But that was actually when I started making friends for real. And, like, the online school felt very normal because that had just been my life. And so I was just, like, I was thriving junior year because, like, I made friends. I got a job. I started volunteering at Summit. And, yeah, and I actually, I started addressing a lot of my, like, mental health problems like i stopped drinking coffee and i became way less anxious Um, same but coffee kind of helps now because we also found out this year i have add really great we figured that out after very long nights of me sitting at a computer staring at it and not be able to do anything at all and i would cry because i couldn't do it but i knew how to do it but i was too tired to do it yeah really fun and they were like, well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just, like, because of COVID. I'm like, no. Like, like I literally cannot do anything because I just can't. It's just, like, yep, so, there's words on this screen. Yeah. Don't know what they are, though. 
Yeah, it was just... What does it mean? Who knows? During that time, I was like, I'll have friends who can get me through it. And, like, of course, like, y'all were part of that. And then I had, like, my other friends that are now not my friends, which we'll get to that in a second. I was like, they'll help me get through it. No. Y'all did. They, however, did not. They made the poor decision of being so rude. And, like, a lot of my absence, honestly, from this year has kind of been, like, from them a lot of oh well words honestly uh because they're definitely it was a group of five of us including me and they were those types of people that like always needed to hang out and like whenever i mean like obviously i was friends with them kind of conveniently because like we all knew each other we hadn't really like definitely talked because of covid and stuff and i was a part of a different friend group which also fell apart in the summer because they out of nowhere said that I was terrible and it was it was very awkward because I'm like all the way in California and they were conveniently like um we need to talk to you blah 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 it was like this this, and this is wrong and I just they literally stressed me out so much because there was only so much I could do about it I was like I can't believe I'm losing friends again like, it, is, it had been, like, an annual thing, kind of. Like, at the end of the year, imagine we lose our friends. It's been a trend now. I think all four years that has happened. <laughs> and so we get to, like, I went on, for those who don't know, I went on a trip to Washington, D.C. over spring break because my band program two years ago got invited to go to Washington, D.C. and play with the U.S. Army Band and just go to Washington, D.C., have fun. Went there being very excited to go with my friends but there was some pent-up stuff that we had needed to talk about, and I had politely asked a couple of times to talk about it and saying that, like, we have some things that we all need to talk about for the good of this group if we think this is going to last. There had been some tension in the group anyways, but they're the type of people to not talk about it, like, not and just ignore it, just wait for it to go away. And I'm very much not that person most of the time. I was like, especially with these people, because I was like, you guys are, like, kind of all I have left. Except for, like, some other people at church. And I'm like, I don't see my church friends every day. So, like, for school purposes, I'm like, kind of need y'all to, like, stay with me. Because I don't really, at that point, have a lot of other people that I can contact at school to, like, hang out with or whatever. And they are very much the type of people to always need attention all times of the day. And always want to hang out. But never actually plan it. It's always very last minute. I never get, I never got more than like a 24 hours notice. And if I did get a notice, half the time it'd be like, oh, we thought we told you, you didn't know. Like it, it's almost like it becomes then my fault because apparently it was a group thing that all of us knew about, but conveniently Madeline didn't know about it till last minute. And then they always made me feel like pretty terrible for like not going to things with them because there were some stuff that like I legitimately couldn't make it to because my parents said no and after I I had asked I'm like well I can still go get dinner I just can't go watch the movie and it was like after a football game and they're like oh but we really want to go see the movie so they went and watched the movie without me they proceeded to like literally gaslight me on not wanting to watch the movie because I think it was Shang-Chi that they went to go watch without me yeah and then they like, kept making though. jokes about it I have now seen it. I have now seen it. It's a, it is a really good movie. And <laughs> Not the point. Just, but... Like, if you didn't hang out with the group, then you were always, like, ten chapters behind. And I really hated that. 
because I don't know, they always made me feel really bad about it. But I also thought I literally had no one else to hang out with at school. So I was like, I'll just keep going. It's fine. So then I would literally cancel everything I had to go out with these people and like go do things with them. And also church is a little rough. So it was kind of like I... I honestly kind of avoided the fact about what was happening with church with my other friends because I really was just, I just didn't want to go to church anymore, honestly. I really questioned if I actually wanted to include myself there anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a easy get out, I guess. And then we get to D.C. It is a complete, utter failure, honestly. I had so much anxiety at the point like I had so much I needed to tell them about like honestly like anxiety depression ADHD or ADD wise and like they are also the people that never like they can never be serious at the right time they can't sit down and have a conversation and like have real things to talk about like it's always a joke it's always it's always something that's so whenever I would try to they're like we'll just plan a time to talk I'm like but y'all physically can't do anything 24 hours before. I'm like, so this makes it a lot hard. So when we all hang out, I become very sad and very uninterested. It's like, I was happy to be there. Don't get me wrong. But it was also like, I was just so scared that I was going to say the wrong thing because they are big jokesters. So anything you have said will (laughs) be used against you no matter when. And it doesn't matter about what, everything is a joke. And they're like, oh, we just don't. They're like, whoa, just just don't take it so hard. I'm like, but if you knew me as a person, you would know that I'm not the best with jokes and it is something I'm trying to work on to not take literally everything seriously and to heart. But it's like, I feel like they never sat down and really got to know me. And These especially are the people with- who called you a drug addict for taking medication, right? Yes, because uh, right now I'm on the antidepressant anxiety one i have my add one now which is lifesaver i can sit down and do things can sit in math class and do math questions so thank the lord for that and then i recently got on accutane for my acne because it is just so bad like it got to the point where it hurt on my face and i was like i can't do this so yeah they called me a drug addict for they're like are you an addict like are you gonna get like they were like you're gonna get addicted and i was like no, this currently is keeping me sane right now. And I would say the opposite for me, which is really hilarious because one of them, I thought she would, I mean, I really thought all of them were my friends. Like one of them was very quiet, like me, very fairly reserved. And I thought her and I had this unsaid alliance to where like, if anything really went haywire, like we would still talk to each other because I feel like she knew me the best, honestly, towards the end. And then another girl, we had a very, very close relationship because um, two of our friends were in the brass line, we were in the woodwind line, and we like didn't have a seventh period at all. So Cora and I got really, really, really close. And we also had Valencia classes outside together, and we would drive together to them to just carpool so we could use less gas and we'd switch off. And I got so close with her. Like, she honestly knew most of me, and I thought, you know, her and the other girl would be able to understand me on these things. Then the the last girl I thought would understand because she also deals like with anxiety and depression and not to mention is on Xanax. And I'm like, how do you think I'm going to de- get addicted to drugs when you are literally Xanax for ADHD? I'm like, it's not adding up. That's fine. And they said that in D.C. in the hotel room when no one was around. And that really 
freaking hurt my feelings because I was like, yeah, it should. That's not okay. I'm like, have you not? And no one, the other, no one else stood up for me. And I was like, you serious? Like, you seriously just don't. And I was like, the fact that no one else could say anything, be like, yo, that's a little low. Like, why would you say that? No one just said anything. And I was like, well, okay. I think I cried every single night of that trip. Um, I had the most fun when I was not with them, honestly. Now, there were a couple moments with them that was truly very fun. But just like towards the end, the last like two days were miserable. They left me in a museum with another guy. And the guy and I, because we all walked into that museum together. It was um one of the art museums. It's a really big circle. It was really cool. All my pictures from there are awesome. And I was with this other kid and him and I were like, generally looking at the art and like theorizing and stuff like that because the art was truly very cool and they had one of these levels it was a big circle and the artist like did paper art but like with rope and stuff too it was really 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 cool and him and I were just like going to the museum slowly but efficiently because we only had a couple of hours and just like talking about it talking about I don't know any questions he had because he was a junior and I was like oh so you excited for senior year next year whatever and then I get a call because they had been walking faster. And we were like, oh, we'll just take our time. We'll catch up with them eventually before we walk out. And we get this call and they're like, yeah, so we're in another museum right now. So yeah, take your time, I guess. But like, we're on to the next one. We're leaving you. And I was like, okay. Him and I just looked at each other and we were, we're both very reserved. And I could tell he's also that friend that like does get left out a lot because he's quiet and but like was completely fine like we were having great conversations we both just like each other rolled our eyes and then we just kept going through the art museum because it was so cool and they were like the way that friend group also works is like if you don't agree with them and if you're not on their train then like you're getting left like you're out and i couldn't stand being left out because i was like i don't want to be alone so which is Really, literally not the case. I have so many people that I could have hung out with that I probably would have enjoyed myself a lot more. But, and like, for this trip, we were getting home at like 10.30 every single day. And having four girls shower at night takes a while. So we weren't getting to bed till like 12, maybe even one, depending on how late we got back. And there was this one night where I was just over it because it had been only jokes. And the whole thing was to basically, I get gaslit and just made fun of like every day but i'm like oh they're just joking i just played it off as that and it's always like shut up you're wrong blah 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 like just things like that just little things every day that i just got so angry about and i planned to talk to them about it because it really made me upset and i also wanted to tell them how i had add and they didn't think to ask about it till they saw me reading a book that i have i don't think i have it right now but it's like we also found out that i'm considered a highly sensitive person which is like a personality trait but like not really Genetically, it happens, whatever. It's a whole thing. But basically, I'm genetically just more sensitive than more most people. Just, that's what it is. And I'm like, well, that's nice to know. Because honestly, I filled out a survey for it, and I literally checked off like 85% of the boxes. I'm like, well. And that book has taught me some stuff that I now use to my advantage, and it is very nice. And they were like, well, how come you never tried to tell us? And I went, Bruh, I literally tried to tell you because you just never wanted to know, I guess. And whenever they would only see that I was upset till I became like visibly upset. Like I was rageful at that point. I was, I lost my cool. That was the only time they could tell that I was truly upset. And that's what happened at DC. I was tired of showering last because I had him getting sleep 
and we had our big concert that we were literally there for. And it's like 1230 at this point. We've already had our bedroom check. And I'm like, guys, I literally just need to go to sleep. And they kept messing around. And I was last to shower. I'd been last to shower every single night. And I was like, whatever, no big deal. But this was a big deal because I was like, I haven't slept more than like five hours and I really need to sleep. Because in order for me to like have a brain tomorrow morning in front of all these really cool, amazing adults that are better than I could ever imagine, this was a business trip nonetheless, honestly. And I'm like, I need sleep. And they weren't going to the showers. I was like, you are not going to (laughs) shower. I'm literally going to go. I'm like, I'm getting annoyed. I'm like, I've been annoyed all day. And this trip, honestly has been fun but you guys are making me very very angry at this point i'm honestly done with the crap i'm saying this now nicely and i'm like i've been trying to talk about this but no one has thought to bring this up and i just have so many things that i have to say but we cannot deal with them now so please just stop doing what you're doing they're like running around the room it is 12 30 i'm like hello i'm like you said you would shower like 20 minutes ago so i try to go walk in there and they're like no 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 I'm, I'm showering now. I waited then 40 minutes for the shower and they got very upset at the fact that I had yelled at them. And I was like, yeah, because I was angry. I was like, because you literally were being rude. I'm like, you're being so rude. So that was so fun. And then basically like two weeks after, we didn't talk. They literally straight up ignored me at school. Sat at the same table, they would turn face the other way and talk to each other and it was a mess i had sent out a text message like two days later being like i'm sorry for the way that i blew up because i lost it i was screaming so i was just As so because be, that was valid it, it had been happening for months like since shang chi came out that's when i was like oh my gosh and i just had so much anxiety in this group that it was just unbearable at that point like i had to talk to them about it and it just got to a point where it was unbearable i didn't i don't have to deal with this and i was like so i apologize for how i blew up but i don't apologize for what i said because what i said was valid i told you how i felt that just happened to me me through me screaming because clearly the only way y'all will hear me is if i'm screaming because if i'm screaming none of you can scream louder than me so you kind of just have to listen and it came back with, uh, we don't know if we can accept this apology. So I took that as, and like with the behavior at school of him clearly just ignoring me. And so finally, somehow, some way, we set up a time after the fact that they had sent more text messages. Cause I was like, I'd sent another one being like, clearly my first olive branch did not work. So here I am doing it again. And just kind of reiterating what I had already said and kind of being like, this is how I felt, kind of explaining more things. Like, again, if you want to continue this in a safe space before this gets even more toxic than it already is, and if you want to, like, save this, because, mind you, we had grad bash in about a week. We had prom. We had graduation. Those were the big three events that we'd all been looking forward to. And I was like, dude, I really don't want this to end like this, and I'd rather just talk about this or fix it, man, because I do love them. And it came back with how I'm terrible and how I use my mental illness as an excuse, how I'm basically faking it. And I'm like, they're like, you love to just create drama. And I'm like, what? It was just whatever. So we set up a time to talk. I 
had told I had three conditions for talking. It had to not it could not be on Tipper Creek ground. Had to be in a private setting and it needs to be quiet. Cause honestly, I there was no way I was able to like coherently say my thoughts without it being like dead silent or mostly silent. You know where they picked the talk? They picked the talk at Zaza's inside at six o'clock on a Thursday. Literally just blowing all the things that I had requested out of the water. So I get there and I'm about like 10 minutes late because it's six o'clock. I tried to account for traffic. Traffic was worse than I thought. So I'm like 10 minutes late. So I call them. I'm like, I don't see y'all outside. Are you inside the restaurant? And they're like, yeah. We're like, we thought it'd be better if it was louder. Like, this is literally not what I told you. I was like, well, can you at least come sit outside? So we're not like inside of a restaurant. I felt so trapped inside that restaurant. But like I didn't have an escape. But they were like, no, we already have our food. And they're like, oh, tell her that she's late. And I was like, I'm going to lose it. I'm like, I'm late because you chose a, the worst place at the worst time. And I Traffic was worse than I thought. And so I'm like, fine. I'll just freaking, I hung up. I walk in there. And I sit and I'm like man spreading. And I'm just like this, straight face. Because I'm like, I really don't want to do this right now. And no, they start off with, how's your Thursday? I was about to lose my mind. I was like, are you? That's why you stand up, flip the table, and I was about leave. to. I was in my brain doing that. And I said, well, it's a Thursday. And I was like, so I have a question to start off. I was like, why after three weeks do you decide now to talk to me? Because this is after Grad Bash at this point. And they had found out that I wasn't going with them, and they got upset. I was like, you literally ignored me all week, and you expect me to go with you? No. But... The whole situation, every question that I had asked, they didn't give me an answer. And it was backed with a question back to me. And then they basically told me that I was a terrible person. So I walked out. I said, I need a second. So I walked out. I called one of my friends, Jayla, because she knew pretty much everything about the situation and used to be friends with them. And she's like, dude, you got to walk out of there. She's like, it's been, what, five minutes and they're already gaslighting you? She's like, that's a new record. I was like... (laughs) <laughs> this is true so i i was like crying outside i'm like dude i don't know if i can go back in there i'm like but my stuff is in there and she was like you gotta sit down there tell me it is what it is and you're just not just in having this conversation you don't have to deal with them and you don't have to deal with their crap went in there that's what i said and um they were like i was like y'all just don't like to listen like you just you can't you're not i'm like and they're like oh so you're asking us to change i'm like i'm yeah. asking you to be decent people <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> That is what I mean, just yeah. a little, because you're kind of That would like, be nice, thanks. <laughs> yeah, and I was like- I mean, if you're offering, that would be great. <laughs> I should have said that if you're offering. You could stop sucking, that would be fantastic. <laughs> but it was thanks. just, oh my gosh, it was so, and I walked out there and I said, I don't have to deal with you. I'm not gonna be stressed my last five weeks of school. Like I wanna have a good time. I have so many other people that would rather hang out with me and do things and like not be problematic. So thank you. And she said, she said, then this breakfast isn't for you. And I said, yeah, bye. you're right. Bye. I said, you're right. Goodbye. I Correct. I Again. <laughs> I cannot believe. Looks like you guys were listening. Wow. No, for <laughs> once you did it. Yay. If I went to somebody and was like, hey, here are the things that are problems in our relationship and and these are things that i i need like 
something needs to happen so that yeah. you know we can continue being friends and and they're like you want me to change yes you want me to change whole- me yes, please <laughs> so i walked out of there and they were like and as i'm walking out the door i look back and i'm like wow i feel great at myself right now i just walked away like i ended it like i did that i openly chose to not do that and then i went and cried in my car because i those were my friends but like were they yeah at what point they were but it just not very good ones clearly and then i got all my other relationships back and now i feel a little bit better so i'm a lot more free than i normally am so yeah anxiety's on down low now because i don't have people telling me how terrible I am every second of the day. So, and it's always, it was always the fact of like how small I am. Cause like I'm a small human being, but it's always like, you're so skinny. Like you're too small. And I'm like, guys, please. I literally have problems with my weight. Like I literally, and they're like, oh, of course you would only like, of course that's only your problem. Cause I talked about how something was like too big and just like, it, it like nothing like fits. Cause I have weirdly long legs for like how tiny I am. So, like, trying to find pants that literally work is difficult, but it's fine. And they were like, of course you would say that. They're like, because you're just so little. And I'm like, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> but, and then whenever they would go to hug me, they just always made it a point that I was so tiny. I'm like, I get it. They're like, are you eating? I'm like, yeah, this is the the healthiest I've been, honestly. Like, weight-wise, like, I'm finally not underweight anymore, which is great. Because for a while, I literally just could not gain weight at all. And I was, I don't think I hit 100 pounds till like ninth grade. It was rough. But like, I, my willpower, nothing would work. And like, especially when I went through all of like my marching band stuff, like with shin splints and my whole anemia thing, that was so scary. And they were never there. I also did kind of keep that somewhat to myself because I didn't want to look hurt because then they wouldn't let me march. But, like, I was going through so much, and it was kind of just, like, a joke to them. Like, oh, so if you stand up, like, like an insult was, like, just stand up. Because, like, if I stand up too fast, I could fall over. But that was always a joke, and it just... And they're like, oh, you have to drink Pedialyte? I'm like, yeah, because it's keeping me alive right now, man. It just... I, I would <laughs> say I had very similar experiences to you in a lesser extent with my old friend group which is yeah. the same group that ditched me when i was in sixth grade or not sixth, ninth grade you know mm-hmm. numbers they're all the same yeah, um, it's just... but yeah i tried to bring up an issue because they were constantly insulting me every every word that came out of their mouth after like when i was trying to say anything was mm-hmm. an insult or a funny comment based on what i said and it didn't mm-hmm. feel like they actually listened to me or cared about anything I said, especially since I had been through a lot. It's, mm-hmm. And a lot of that was caused by them. And mm-hmm. they would not recognize that. And so I, at one point, straight up brought it up to one of my friends who I had been friends with as long, like, I don't remember. I wasn't old enough to remember a time that I wasn't friends with him. We met mm-hmm. in preschool. And I told him, what you're doing is not okay. And it's Mm -hmm. not you specifically, but it hurts the most from you because we've been friends for so long. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and he he basically just told me it was my fault, and then yeah. I need to I need to grow up and stop being a baby about it. Yeah, because I because I, I can't like, take a joke. Yeah, and I was like, but the issue isn't that you're making jokes. The issue is a I'm going through stuff right now personally, and you're not caring about it or listening to me when I bring it up. And if you do, you're making a joke. If I I have to very calculatedly think about every single word that comes out of my mouth or else I'm worried that you will stop talking to me and mm-hmm. it's not okay. I can't live my life like that. Yeah. And he, I told him that and he basically made me feel worse and started yeah. insulting me more based off of, and at that point on that exact day, I stopped talking to him mm-hmm. period. I was like, this is it. That was the yeah. last piece I needed to feel like, I have closure in the fact that you are not being a good friend to me. Uh-huh. You are only hurting me. This is a toxic relationship and I need to stop talking to you. And I've looked back a little bit because I still want, if he decides that he wants to apologize or be something different, I want to be available. I want to be able to give him the chance to make up for what he did. Yeah, but I also am not going to actively be their friend unless he yeah. instigates. So I still yeah. talk to them sometimes. Recently, I started again because two of my close friends are in that group, and so I only join the call if both of them are there. I feel oh, like I have a group of in- individuals I feel safe with. Yeah, they're present when I like if I'm going to talk to them, so I don't feel like I am trapped. Yeah. And that's helped. I haven't noticed any issues since I started doing that. But I I feel you. That was worse than what I experienced. That's horrible. Like, it was just... That's it was really honestly horrible. It was somewhat of a show, and it just... And their thing is, they love to put on a show. Love to put on a show. They say they don't. They say they don't like drama. Like, if every time... says, I don't like drama... They do. They like drama. They do. Well, I don't who like doesn't... drama, but that's genuine. <laughs> yeah, but anybody who doesn't like drama doesn't have to say it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And unless they... somebody who does like drama tries to pin it on, <laughs> in which case I guess they do have to say it. And they just they couldn't take responsibility for the fact that they had somewhat failed. That's as... somewhat. I would say they have very much so failed. They categorically yeah. failed at being your friend. Um, yeah, and it was like it was really yourself. upsetting for me because like individually like talking to them was so easy. Like trying to talk about I don't know like a problem that I had with like one of them individually like was fairly easy. But it's just once you got into that group, it just became so toxic altogether. Yeah. Like all of us together just wasn't yeah good. It's not because, a like state individually. State. I had great conversations with each one of them, and I could really feel like I could talk to them. But as soon as we got into a group. It became so clicky, and it became, who's the most dominant is going to run the show? Let yeah. me tell you something I've noticed. High school, guys in particular, but some girls, are not mature enough to have serious conversations with each other. They're not? And, and I figured out that they are those people that just And can. most of the time, they, they purposefully choose to avoid them. And yeah. will instead make jokes. Or... Mm-hmm. Or just avoid those kinds of conversations. I have 
there's plenty of people who like almost anyone in that group i did not have a single tough conversation with or a serious conversation because they wouldn't yeah there mm -hmm. was the two people who i said i feel safe with i had genuine conversations with i don't think i really felt like i had a friend that i could be 100 percent genuine and serious with until you guys specifically yeah. reagan like people just don't i think it's it's just our yeah. age more so than yeah. anything else people yeah. will mature and realize things as time goes on but you just gotta push it off and it's tough it's tough yeah. and you and have to not take it personally yeah i love the fact that i get to like interact with my parents friends a lot and uh just like last night um like one of their friends who like he comes over for dinner about like once a month and we all just sit around and we have like amazing conversations um and it's like those are the those are the friendships that you really want and that's for me like that's been the thing that's been important is like i kind of ask myself like who do i feel safe with and mm -hmm. who do i feel safe with at certain levels like there are plenty of people who i can interact with casually um but i'm also like there are only certain people who I'm like, I really want to pursue deeper relationship with because I feel safe being genuine and I feel like we can do that. And mm -hmm. yeah, there are a lot of people like, I think especially interacting with people younger than us that I'm like, yeah, I like you, but I don't you're think not, that- You're I, not I, mature I, enough yeah. for me yeah. to feel like I can have a safe and- serious relationship with you and it was yeah. hilarious because the whole running joke in that group was that i was the youngest so therefore i was more immature but honestly the fact that you I, like good for you for having the courage honestly. to get up and walk out of that room i'm like, honestly the like best decision you can make in that like, moment yeah with that i realized how much like through that whole thing i was like i have like sacrifice so much other stuff for you guys and you you guys like literally can't do simple things mm -hmm. like i really stopped talking to you guys a lot because i was just so overwhelmed and i really just couldn't do anything and i was so upset by that fact but i was like but i also feel like i couldn't do anything about it and i didn't have like an answer to give if people were to ask so like it's like i lost y'all like i lost a lot of other genuine people that really did care due to them and i'm like once I saw how toxic it was becoming, I was like, I got to step away. Like, I have, I need to repair all this other stuff that was, that can be there for the long run. And y'all just can't. So, because they just, they took up so much time and energy that it just, like, completely destroyed my brain. And I'm just glad that I walked away because, like, now I've, like, started to become close with y'all again. And I'm starting to do, like, be able to do things on my time. Nothing was ever my time whenever I hung out with them. It was always what's convenient for them. Yeah. So There's an element in a healthy relationship being able to meet somebody halfway. Mm -hmm. You, A, one person cannot always instigate. And B, you have to compromise. And you cannot mm -hmm. be one-sided entirely. Because if that's the case, either A, one person's too dominant, or B, one person is just unable to stand up for themselves yeah mm -hmm. there's or there's just some element of not caring enough about each other to be able to <laughs> to be yeah. serious or not being yeah. mature enough 
Which yeah. so I will say I, to that, it's okay to have relationships like that to a certain extent. It's okay to have relationships where you don't care about the other person enough to want to compromise with them. Where it's yeah. like, if I can't, like, there are certain people in my life that I'm not going to, like, move my schedule around to be around. And that's okay. Because I have, I have, like, my emotional needs are being fulfilled by other people who I'm actually close with. But yeah. if that's how you're, you know, that's, that's not a close friendship. And if yeah. you feel like you're sacrificing everything, that's not, that's just not yeah. healthy. Like it's there like needs to be give be able... and take, not just yeah. give. Yeah. And yeah, like, it is true. You can't have, you can't, it's not good to just cut people out of your life entirely in a lot of cases. And I'm not saying there's some cases where it's not true. Like I said, sometimes the best thing is to just cut them out of your life. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. if they can't handle the fact that you won't be there 24-7. But mm-hmm. it's all right to be friends with somebody who isn't willing to compromise. You just have to work around that and yeah. not prioritize them above the other people. Yeah. Because that's Set the hardest good thing. good boundaries. Yes. yes. Which, Which is, is clearly what we did not do. You know, because so. you have to figure out, because to set good boundaries, you have to figure out what you want and what you need and mm-hmm. how you actually can get that and that's hard and because then you have to set those boundaries and then you have to keep them which means yeah. you have to have a level of self-respect that <laughs> and have is... tough conversations that the other person might not appreciate yeah. yeah which i tried they just they weren't having and i tried a lot i <sighs> think you did the best you could under those circumstances yeah, yeah. i mean i mean i was kind of with you through a lot of that and hearing about it at the time and it was just it yeah. sounded just difficult it's like when I stopped going to church, like I essentially lost that like deep conversation stuff. Cause like, that's where I had a lot of it. Like that's where I kind of talked about that stuff. Cause like I had Nicole, I had you and Liv and Jess. I was like, these are the people I need. Like mm-hmm. that's it. Like my deep conversations come from this group because I feel like intellectually y'all understand. <laughs> and and have, yeah. And I caring I, is often more than, yeah. than, than intelligence. Which right. I've noticed with with some of my other friends too, where like, mm-hmm. as long as they care enough to try and understand, it's okay if they don't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yes, it's okay. Yeah, it's the effort you put in. Sometimes is more important than the actual understanding gained. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it just ugh. they really put it in perspective of who my real friends are, and I'm just trying Which to fix all totally that. Helped a lot with of that with me too because i as soon as COVID hit and i saw who was not actively seeking to talk to me and who was it was the moment of realization these are the people i need to care about more than the other ones if the other Mm -hmm. people reach out great i will talk to them but they clearly didn't care enough our relationship wasn't important enough and that's okay i don't need you I think that that's the thing that has really helped me, especially anxiety wise, because I didn't realize how much of my anxiety was based in the fact that I didn't have friends, really. I didn't have relationships that were filling, fulfilling my emotional needs and my relational needs. And so I felt like every interaction was like, like my entire, like, 
you know, it felt like so much hinged on every interaction. Um, and yeah. so once I was operating out of a place where I feel like I was actually getting the things that I needed for the most part, and I actually had friends, and so I was operating out of a place of like safety, then it becomes so much easier to just be okay with things and be okay with people yeah. not liking you or be okay with a relationship not, you know, developing the way that you want it or whatever. Because it's like, like, like you said, if someone like doesn't really care and it's, it's just like, well, that's okay. Some, that's how it works sometimes. It's not like, yeah. you know, I feel There's like. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong. It's just, yeah, it wasn't meant to be. Exactly. And that's okay. You have to learn to be okay that sometimes things just don't work out and it's <laughs> not your fault. Forever. It's not your fault. And blaming yourself is not fair to yourself. It's not your fault I... and it's not necessarily their fault either. In some cases it is though. In some sometimes, cases it very sometimes much Sometimes it is And in some fault. cases it is your fault. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes like... you are the problem and you need to be able to recognize that. But don't yeah. assume you're the and problem. And you need to change. <laughs> the fact, if you, typically but... if you assume you're the problem... You're not, you're not the, the problem. problem. <laughs> if you're assuming that you're not the problem and you keep having problems, maybe take take a maybe. look at yourself. Yeah, <laughs> look in the mirror for like a very and long time ask <laughs> until people, you realize that you are. <laughs> I I think it's also important to like ask the people who who do love you like how, like check in and be like, hey. Is there anything that you need from me that I'm not giving you or like any, you know what I mean? Or like anything that I'm doing wrong. Um, Because that can be important to like invite that. Yeah, that is very important. Allowing for a place where you can be, you can accept your flaws and be able to voice the difficulties you're having with someone else is important for a healthy relationship. Yeah. And if you don't feel like you can do that, then there's that's a problem also so, just listen to people yes just not that hard you just gotta just, i mean clearly just listen, i have experience in that department but I mean, you just I got i mean a... let people be heard yeah please so yeah just, so now it's me trying to repair things yeah it's okay though because yeah. we good we vibe now we are good now <laughs> we're we're back we have the, all the... been bananaed <laughs> Truly, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it was okay. It, it's not about you know, her. You can banana. It's about her. You can get banana and keep moving forward. <laughs> I'm sorry, Madeline. Your your thing messed up again mid lab So you're like. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we're all good now. Made, but sometimes you just gotta mm. kachow, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's smash again. How are doing? We Don't surely do it. live in a society. <laughs> you know, yeah. you may become trained, but that's okay. I did the I feel like we're all doing good now. Yeah. You know that Madeline has got out of her toxic relationship. Yeah. My mental I'm... health is better than it's been in a while. Me too. Yeah. I feel like I've I just finally feel lighter. properly grieved Waterford and mm-hmm. last summer right like i'm not around in the school time... anymore which is great for my mental health <laughs> oh yeah, fantastic i'm, I'm chilling <laughs> all right well everyone make sure to go check out all the links in the description my streams i've been streaming like twice a week yeah i want check to not out. be alone 
please come. <laughs> um, Reagan's YouTube's also in there. Also, our other platforms. So if you want to watch on a different platform, yeah. do it. We've got do. some extra stuff on YouTube, so... Go check that out. We recently, I guess not as recently, but not too long ago, put up a Jackbox video. So go check that out. And also, I guess we should probably announce this. We are nearing the close of Season 2. We are planning to take a break. So we will be back. Thanks for watching. And as always, ka-chow. ka-chow.